Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Speaking for the Silence podcast on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are mine and mine only. Please enjoy the show. Listening to the Speaking for the Silence podcast with your host, Jacqueline Sun. In this episode of Speaking for the Silenced, we will begin a two part segment discussing organ trafficking, perhaps one of the least visible forms of human trafficking. And this form of trafficking, obviously, I don't like any of them, but this one seems to me probably the worst in some ways. I feel like I grew up watching those true crime shows where, you know, you see someone who gets kidnapped and then they die and then you see all their organs removed and they get sold off and it's like this whole mystery thing. And whenever I saw those, I always just thought they were so gruesome and horrible and I just, I don't know, they just always terrified me. Like, that was the stuff that my nightmares were made of. And I can only, like, imagine the physical pain and, like, the psychological torment that someone who actually undergoes it in real life would face. However, the thing is that most people don't actually know that organ trafficking really even is a form of human trafficking. Because when we think of trafficking, we often think of an act that involves an actual person. However, organ trafficking is just as brutal. Acquiring an organ illegally involves more stealth and intricacy and also faces little regulation or enforcement, which is why it is used widely by underground crime groups. Selling organs has the capacity to be extremely lucrative. Tens of thousands of people across the world are willing to pay for organs in life-saving procedures. Therefore, demand is much higher than supply. There just isn't enough of it, and people want to save lives. People want to save their or their family's lives, so they are willing to take drastic measures in order to acquire the organs. In some cases, people are paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for an illegal transplant. The global financial integrity has estimated that around 1 in 10 of all organ transplants involving lungs, liver, or heart involve trafficked organs. The most trafficked are the kidneys. And the World Health Organization believes that about 10,000 kidneys are circulated on the black market per year. And when I first looked at these numbers, I was just stunned at how high they were. It was just so large and it almost didn't even seem possible. Because just what could lead someone to this point? What could lead someone to take the body part of another human being? However, when you begin to examine the healthcare in certain countries where organ trafficking most often takes place, you will begin to understand. The average wait time for a life-saving organ such as a kidney is around three to four years around the world, with access being likely impossible in less developed countries. However, many people in need of an organ transplant cannot afford to wait that long. Therefore, they will turn to the black market and illicit trade to save their or their loved one's lives. Because all organs, more so trafficked ones, are extremely expensive to transplant, it is mostly the country with more resources and more wealth that will see a higher percentage of organ trafficking. virtually every form of trafficking will choose their victims from places of vulnerability. People are either in desperate positions willing to do anything for money or simply are not educated to know the dangers awaiting them. The trafficker may offer $10,000 to whoever is quote unquote selling their organ and then the trafficker will sell that organ at 10 or 20 times the price to whoever is desperate enough to purchase it. In a typical organ removal process, the patient must undergo screening and checkups to ensure that their health will not be impacted from the surgery. However, the victims of organ trafficking are used whether or not they are determined to be healthy donors. The actual removal is often done quickly and without care for the victim, as the priority is the organ, not the patient. 
the patient may be drugged or may even voluntarily consume an anesthetic before undergoing the procedure, believing that they will be given compensation afterwards. Unfortunately, whether or not that they receive their money is up to the trafficker's whim, and the victim may be left alone when they wake up, penniless and missing a vital part of their body. Organ trafficking is a more unique type of crime as people who engage in it are also often engaged in other forms of trafficking, such as sex or labor. These traffickers may take people from other sectors that they work in and force them to undergo organ removals, reaping the max benefits from one person. As a result, organ trafficking is a multi-layered issue that is extremely difficult to detect, as many of its victims are people who are already held in captivity or bondage. Understandably, transactions involving organs are illegal in most countries in the world. One exception to this is Iran. Still, many people and companies will engage in something known as transplant tourism. In transplant tourism, one will travel abroad to purchase organs for the sake of transplantation. The exact revenue generated by this so-called form of tourism is unclear, but it is estimated to be up to $1.7 billion annually. Even though such a large quantity of money is being circulated through the world for this illegal act each year, it is still difficult to detect organ trafficking. This is in part because there is little regulation preventing citizens of a country from traveling internationally to buy from the market. Organizations engaging in this form of trafficking use legal fronts to their public websites as well, making it hard to pinpoint where exactly the crime is being committed. Also, the fact that the market for organ trafficking is international makes it difficult to track sales. The transportation of organs is understandably easier than that of humans. Therefore, it is much easier to smuggle organs through borders as well. The coronavirus pandemic has bred the perfect conditions for an influx of organ trafficking. Many people, especially in less developed countries, lost their jobs when the pandemic hit. As a result, they went into extreme debt, and along the way, they were pursued by loan sharks. Some of these loaning agencies gave them an ultimatum. If a person could not pay up, they would either have to sell one of their organs to pay the debt, or they would die. Someone stranded without a job and in desperate need to support themselves and their families would most likely sell one of their organs just for the cash. As a result, the actual obtaining of organs became easier in the pandemic. The demand has increased as well. Hospitals have been occupied with COVID cases and as a result could not perform as many organ transplants. Therefore, there has been a significant backing up of people in need of organ surgeries and waiting lists as well as times have only grown. Families and patients become increasingly desperate to save their lives and some begin to take drastic measures such as buying from the black market. The combination of declining economic and health conditions during the pandemic has bred a so-called perfect storm for organ trafficking. Now let's take a look at how people worldwide are combating this issue. So what has been done? One thing that is always connected to the trafficking of organs is the transaction of money. Therefore, banks and government organizations can sometimes detect these red flag financial transactions, such as through medical tourism, so that they may stop the traffickers in their tracks. However, this is a very difficult feat. It can be difficult to tell which transaction is legitimate and which is illegal and involves a crime. Raising awareness is also an equally important effort that one can take to fight organ trafficking. For example, the Project Protect initiative in Canada launched in 2016 to advocate against organ trafficking and to collaborate with Canada's Financial Transactions and Reports Analysis Center. Here, they may work together to track the money circulating through the illegal organ markets and hunt down traffickers. Legislation is another method to fight organ trafficking. Laws can be enacted specifically targeting the legal transplant tourism that thousands use to acquire organs. If there are bans on the international purchase of organs, then many offenders will be forced out into the open. 
Unfortunately, many nations, including the U.S. and Canada, do not include organ trafficking as a form of human trafficking in their laws. However, some states have begun to specifically list it as an offense. There have also been attempts to enlist the private sector in fighting and seeking out organ trafficking, which is where much of the crime occurs. This is understandably harder, as many higher-ups of corporations have their own agendas that may make them reluctant to take a stand against the crime. In some cases, the corporations themselves are involved in the trafficking. Working through social media platforms is also viable. Many traffickers post monetary offers for organs on sites such as Facebook, and unsuspecting victims will take up on these offers. No matter how many efforts are made, organ trafficking still remains a highly dangerous, hidden, and lucrative atrocity. It is a crime that, like many other facets of human trafficking, is widely looked over. Next week, we will focus on a real-life narrative of organ trafficking in Egypt. See you soon!